Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 72, and this week we're talking about finding short-term work overseas. We're going overseas tomorrow, tomorrow, it's so exciting, we're going to Malaysia. And we're kind of feeling excited, nervous, sad, it's all all mixed up. Yeah, I got the looking forward to the new place. It'll be the first time I've been in Asia since Hong Kong um, in 2006. Well, that's if you don't count Turkey. Yeah, well, I don't know. And then, sad, because we're leaving all the friends and all of the people we've met in Europe, all the experiences, and yeah. Yeah, we've had two and a half years in Europe, and it's been so good. And, I mean, I'm sad to kind of say goodbye to the lifestyle, but... I suppose we're not really. We're going to continue with that lifestyle, but somewhere else. Yeah. When we booked, we found the cheapest place to book to get a stopover was with STA Travel. And I've looked at an ad, and that's now on the sidebar of IndieTravelPodcast.com. So if you're going to fly, you can click through that link and have a look. Yeah, saying it's cheap is, is all very well, but it could have been cheaper if we'd been A, under 26, or B, students, which yeah. we are, alas, no longer. Yeah, we've got old. What happened? It's very sad, <laughs> although people still think we're young. I mean, we got ID'd at the supermarket the other day, so that was quite, uh, quite <laughs> yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, that was more funny when you got ID'd in Austria, where the legal drinking age is 16. <laughs> I don't know how they thought I was 15. It was That's very strange. Awesome. Well, we found a friend to stay with in Malaysia, and uh, if you're going to be in or around Kuala Lumpur in the next week, then um, flick us an email, mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com, and um, we might be able to hook up for a drink. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, we've got a lot of things to say about books right now. Yeah, books, books, books. Um, let's try and blast through it. Firstly, Lonely Planet's giving away a free book on their site. Um, you need to spend a minimum amount. It basically works out if you buy two books, you get one free and free delivery as well. So come to Indie Travel Podcast and click the link there. They're going to be our sponsor of the week. So it'll be on the homepage and um, on our shop for a little while as well. Um, this is only valid up until the end of September. So I guess it's Good to stock up on guides for yourself, or uh, if you're thinking ahead as gifts for traveling friends. Secondly, the unconventional guide to discount airfare is still cheap using the discount code Indie Travel, but it's dropping down to 10% off in the next few days. You might still sneak in with the 20% discount, which is the $5 off, if you're quick. Chris Gibbo has sent us an article about how to maximize your frequent flyer points, and that will be going live on the site on Wednesday. Yeah, it's a good article. I read through it just before. Um, Rough Guides and Hostel Bookers are giving away copies of the Rough Guides new book, which is called Ultimate Adventures, A Rough Guide to Adventure Travels. And that's through the Hostel Bookers Facebook page. And you'll be able to find a link to that in the show notes too. And finally, also about booking rather than books. Don't forget to book your hostels through the Indie Travel Podcast and Hostel Bookers. There's a form you can use on the sidebar of every page on the site. It'd be great if you did because it helps keep us running. (sighs) Books, books, books. I think that's enough about books. (laughs) Let's get on with the show then. This week we want to talk about finding short-term work overseas. Uh, We'll give some general ideas and talk specifically about what's worked for us and for people we've met. And I got thinking about this when Nathan sent in this email. Hey Greg. First of all, I love the show. I heard on episode 50 that you and Linda have been teaching for about five years to sustain you financially while you're on the road. That sounds like an excellent way for a guy like myself to see the world. 
Unfortunately, the vast majority of the jobs I've come across have a much longer commitment, nine months, than I'm prepared to make. You mentioned on the show that you suggest to shy away from one-year commitments. How are you able to teach and still travel in the way that you do? I'm interested in going to Central America, specifically Guatemala, and I have found few jobs that have short-term commitments. I've never seen a show from that part of the world, but what are the general techniques you use to find jobs? Is there something I'm missing here? Thanks for your time, Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Thanks for your email. Um, The show is really limited to where we are, I guess. (laughs) So um, we're planning on getting to South and Central America about 2010 and 2011. So you can expect some shows from there um, in a year or so. But if somebody does have any specific ideas for Guatemalan jobs um, and can help Nathan out, then please flick us an email, mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com, and we'll pass it on. Yeah, we haven't been there yet, so we can't specifically answer the query about Guatemala, but we'll do our best to give some more general advice. Yeah, um, you're right. Companies don't usually advertise shorter contracts, so it is harder to find them. And especially in the English teaching world, um, one-year contracts seem to be the standard. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Because... So many ESOL teachers are quite vagabondy. You know, <laughs> they don't like to stick at one place for one year. I mean, we certainly don't. But that seems to be the way that it is. Yeah, there's so many homeless English teachers in the world. <laughs> well, what can we do? I recommend thinking of finding a job in terms of how you'd try and sell a second-hand car. I mean, you'd talk to people, you'd advertise, you might look at agencies or um, auctions. Um, You'd chuck things online, in print, um, stick up posters around the place. Yeah, there are dozens of different ways you can do it. Some of them are more standard than others, but all of them might come up with a good solution for you. Yeah, you've obviously been looking online, and that is a great place to begin. Um, Yeah, there are some really awesome websites out there. The ones that we use for looking for TESOL jobs are TEFL.com and Dave's ESL Cafe. Now, The best way to deal with this if you're looking quite often is to subscribe to the RSS feed so then you don't have to go onto the site every time you want to look for new jobs. Yeah, whenever we're after work, we subscribe to the feeds and then every day we look and apply for whatever jobs come up. Um, Sometimes there's nothing that really suits us for a couple of days, but I mean, they go through between the two sites, there's hundreds of jobs every week. So there's normally something that will kind of work and fit in with what we want to do. We found most of our jobs while traveling from online resources. In fact, I think the last three we found on T4.com, so that one's really been working for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And quite often these jobs will kind of say you need a 12-month contract, but I recommend you apply and negotiate. Maybe if they're offering um, travel or a return trip home, You could go, well, I only want to come for four months or six months, but I'm happy to organize my own transport. So you save that money and I get what I want. That said, we've tried this quite a few times and we've... Been pushed back quite a few times. Been pushed back quite a few times as well, but it's always worth trying. Yeah, I've found with the the HR departments, they, they really want to stick to their pattern you know they've got a system of how they work it and if you don't fit into their box well it's a great big no tough but if you can go directly to the school um maybe to the the line manager or whoever it is 
then you've got a better chance to um, to actually do it because they're the people on the ground that are actually having to work with people. Yeah, find out personal email addresses at the school and send your CV in. That said, also, send your CV in to everyone. Look in the yellow pages for the city that you want to work in and find all the schools that you could possibly work at and just send your CV through. Craig got his first few jobs just by doing that. Yeah, I just finished my training, so I had no contacts. I didn't know anyone. I had no kind of colleagues that I could pull off or previous employers to point me in the right direction. And um, I literally did that. I sat down for a couple of hours and rewrote my CV and wrote a cover letter saying that I was available for short-term work, that I'd cover classes if someone was sick, um, that I could get to the school within 45 minutes. Luckily, we lived near the city at the time. And um, just gave my contact details and the CV. And, yeah, I very quickly started to get calls and emails asking me to come in for an interview or sub for this class or can you spend a week here. And, um, yeah, that's how I began to pick up work. And from that short-term work, I got my first kind of real um, teaching job. Another way we got quite good work was through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. My mum's friend worked for a language school, and so we just bugged her for a little bit, saying, you know, if you have any jobs going. <laughs> and eventually she gave us a call and said, actually, I've got some jobs going. Do you want to start work? And we, of course, said yes. So word of mouth is a really good way to get jobs. Yeah, you can think about um, previous employers, well, after you've got your first contract. Um, if they've been around a bit, they'll possibly know people where you want to go or know people who know people. Um, the same goes for colleagues. English teachers do travel a lot, and so even if they can't open a door for you, they might know something about the working conditions and kind of the culture and situations in different schools. Yeah, they can steer you in the right direction and maybe give you some good advice about where might be a good place to work and also where might be a not-so-good place to work, which is really, really useful. We've heard some things about schools that we would not want to work at, and so we just won't apply for them. Yeah, there was one job we actually went for a job interview, and that went okay, and we came out of it, and then we talked to a couple of friends, and they said, oh, you're not applying at that school, are you? And I was like, um, yes. yes. And uh, they persuaded me that it maybe wasn't the best idea. So talking with colleagues and, uh, of course, with your friends... And if you don't have any of those, then internet forums can be a great place to maybe poke around and try and get some advice. You're just insulting our listeners. If you don't have any <laughs> colleagues or friends. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have any colleagues or friends in the ESOL industry. Oh, you're so, so <laughs> PC. Um, <laughs> so that's it with internet forums. You have to be careful because some marketing departments will employ people to sit there and say nice things about their schools. It's true, yeah. Another good way to look for jobs is just to drop in. If you're already in the city or in the place where you want to work, just start going around the schools and and presenting yourself to the people who work there and seeing if you can get a job. Make sure you do yourself up a bit, though. Don't, don't go in looking all scruffy. Yeah, take around a copy of the CV and a copy of your contact details. Um, try and get a local mobile phone, pick up a SIM card to drop in your phone so you can be instantly contactable. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea. And, uh, you know, just go in and, and take it in, ask to see the manager or the director of studies, and, um, yeah, 
go and have a chat, introduce yourself, and leave your details behind. Yeah, I got a job in Malta by doing that. Not a, not a teaching job, but um, it was a job anyway. I just dropped in and asked if they ne- needed any workers, and they did, and I got a job, and it was great. Yeah, well, the job wasn't great, but... <laughs> Getting money was great. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, be a bit cheeky, you know, like push a little bit. I'm not suggesting email bombing people every couple of hours, but, you know, if you haven't heard back in a week or so, then remind people that you still exist. One thing Craig does is leaves his business card everywhere. When we're in, when we're in Vienna, we went to this restaurant and they had these little card holders and they never seemed to have anything in them. So Craig would just always put his card in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, just do some strange things if that's in your personality. Um Consider an agency. Um, you normally have to pay fees as well as them getting their commission, so I always feel ripped off going through them. But they do know the local situation. They know who wants work. They know who will pay what. And so they're in a good position to advise you on how to fix up your CV specifically for that country or that job, uh, what interview techniques are expected, And also, um, they're in a good place to negotiate on your behalf. Definitely. Another thing to do is look for organizations which have centers around the country or around the world. We work for such a company, and it can be really, really useful when we use the network. We worked for the school in Auckland, and then when we wanted to travel overseas, we noticed that there was a school in Malta, and so we we applied for work there and got it. And then we continued to, to work for that school in other places as well. It's really good because we know the systems and... There's kind of an internal network. You can say, oh, I worked with this person. And often the director or the director of studies will know that person, will have met them. And it just works really well. Yeah, it sure does. Um, I'm just thinking about agencies again. I'm trying to think of any agencies that we know. I mean, there are dozens out there online. I don't uh, think we've ever used one. So, I mean, we've, we've used agencies for other types of work. But I think you normally have to actually be in the city and apply with a local agency. So it might be yeah. worth turning up and looking around then. Yeah, there are definitely eSoul agencies online, though, but I have no idea about how good they are or reliable they are. So do do be careful. Um, I guess everyone's always looking for resources to find work overseas. So please drop by the show and in the comments area, leave your ideas, your resources, any websites in the show notes. Uh, we'll have a few links to good sites there in the show notes but we we need more yeah i think the ones that we find the most useful are tefl.com t-e-f-l.com where we found so much work and dave's esl cafe they of course specifically look at esol jobs but there are other websites out there like any work anywhere mm. although it doesn't have the best range of tesol jobs it does have quite a range of jobs around the world yeah and a lot of those are short term yeah That's good. and quite a lot of them actually provide accommodation as well which could be quite useful Mm. um eye to eye have some stuff as well Uh they do um, mainly voluntary work i think um so yeah they've got they've got contracts there as well and who else no okay we'll go through our notes and leave some of these links in the show notes if you're into ESL, then you might want to drop by wanderingeducators.com, where Craig is the new ESL editor. Ooh. Ooh. He'll be writing a monthly column there starting this week. 
Well, that's all. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, we'd love to have some more reviews on the iTunes store. Um, if you don't like the Indie Travel Podcast, stay away. <laughs> but um, if or you, let us know. <laughs> if you've got five minutes to find our show in the iTunes store, um, you can leave a review there and let the world know how fantastic I am. We are. How fantastic we are. We are. Okay, that'd be great. So until next week, travel well. <laughs>